G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Something very significant to celebrate as a milestone where an Australian World War II veteran and ex-missionary celebrates a 100-year birthday. In fact, the birthday was just last week on the 20th of June and there is an important question that goes along with the territory of turning 100. Having been a long-time servant of God, could a person's faith and helping others be a key to longevity. Well, the 100th birthday of Harold Kleinschmidt is our opportunity today to reflect on such things. Harold lives at the Carinity Brookfield Aged Care Community in Brisbane. His son, Mark Kleinschmidt, is joining us, along with Auntie Jean Phillips from Aborigines Inland Mission in Queensland. Uh, Mark, welcome along to you. Good afternoon. And Auntie Jean, welcome to you too. Good afternoon. Mark, let me start with you. Reflecting on your father's life for 100 years and serving God in mission through the Aborigines Inland Mission, uh, what are your reflections on having celebrated a 100-year milestone? Uh, can you reflect on the sorts of things that people were talking about on the birthday? Yes, well, uh, Dad was um, born in, um, like, Kleinschmidt is a German family and they had a uh, strong Lutheran upbringing and um, dad only went to about either grade three or grade five because of the era it was and so they were cane farmers I think down around the Beanley Wingooga area and then when World War II started they were either conscripted or enlisted and um, dad along with cousins and other family and people in the area just sort of joined joined the army I guess it was just the done thing and um I'm not sure how old he was. He he was older than 18. He's probably around 23, I think. But went to um, did his training, and they went got sent to New Guinea. And up in New Guinea, he had a lot of, um, I guess, the horrors of war experiences, and um, and and that's where he sort of would say that he committed his life to the Lord, even though he had that strong church upbringing in the Lutheran Church. It really got cemented up there in 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 New Guinea, and he met. A lot of fine chaplains and, and Christian fellow servicemen up there as well. And so when the war ended, um, this gentleman by the name of Ted Brett was his mate up there, and he was a Christian, I think, before the war anyway. But he sort of said to Dad, and he'd organised Dad to get baptised up there while they were in New Guinea, Ted Brett had sort of said to Dad, look, when you go back to Brisbane, go to Joyful News Mission. And they're, they're not a bad church. And so Dad went there, and the pastor was a... Pastor Vic Ham, who had also served in World War II up in New Guinea as a, in communications, and he'd contracted malaria and had got sent back. So Dad never met him in New Guinea, but they found they had common thing. And then when Dad was at Joyful News, um, he was looking to go to Bible College, and he, he didn't have enough education to go into the Lutheran College, apparently. He applied for them in Adelaide and got knocked back because of his um, lack of schooling. And then there was a Queensland Bible Institute over at Tuong, Cross Street, Tuong. 
they uh, they were opening their doors, and Dad had got some sort of a severance payout from the army, and so he enrolled there and was able to pay his fees. And somewhere while he was at QBI and at Joyful News, someone come through as a speaker and mentioned the work of the AIM, and I I don't know if it was Edgerton Long or Mr Arnold Long, Mr Arnold Long, yes, and so. Dad must have heard him speak, and and he believed God spoke to him and said he wants you to work with with the um, with the AIM. It's, it's also it's now known as the Australian Indigenous Ministries, uh, and Arnie Jean was a a long time um, worker with the AIM. But I but she does a lot of stuff. So Mark, Dad this is so significant because as we hear the story of uh, a centenarian who was fighting in Papua New Guinea and on his return to Australia went to Bible College. As I understand it, and you can confirm this, Mark, but Harold was the first student and graduate of the Bible College of Queensland, uh, graduating in 1949. Yes, they they came out on day, a couple of representatives from the college. I'm not sure it's got the same name, but it's still across the street to Wong. But yes, he was the first to enrol. I don't know if he was the first to graduate. <laughs> he might have known whether he got held back or not, but um, he, he certainly was the first to enrol, and he did graduate. And from there, he started with the, with the AIM. Like I say, one of the visiting speakers comes through, and, and so Dad first went to uh, out to Warabinda. Uh, these days, now, I think the Bible College of Queensland is the... Brisbane School of Theology. But let me come to Auntie Jean Phillips, because where we have Harold Kleinschmidt now coming to work in the mission there at Wurrabinda, what's your uh, recount of his history in that time, Auntie Jean? I was a graduate of the Aborigines Inland Mission Bible College at Singleton in New South Wales. But prior to that, you know, I came from Sherberg which was one of the government reserves here in Queensland. But it was also the AIM had a work there. And one of the leading um, Christian work within AIM circles. And there was a number from the co- uh, from Sherberg that had gone to the AIM Bible College there at Singleton. And of course, I was one of them. And after we all graduated, we had to be sent out to different areas of the mission to have further training and I suppose you call it probationary work or, you know, there's all kinds of names given to that. And I was sent to Warabinda to work with the Kleinsmiths and for them to help train me and um, etc. like that. And so uh, we should just I... say that Warabinda is in central Queensland, isn't it? When that's you're right. reflecting on uh, your days in Sherberg, uh, Warabinda is up more towards Rockhampton. Am I, is my geography right? That's right. And the AIM also had a work established there in Warrabinda as well as in Palm Island in far north Queensland. And uh, the Kleinsmiths were posted there to Warrabinda and that's where I was sent to do my probationary work under the Kleinsmiths and that's where I first met them. And um, Auntie Jean, how do you reflect on the work in Warrabinda uh, while the Kleinschmidts were there and uh, Harold, no doubt, uh, taking a leadership role. What was happening? Well, we had all kinds of uh, church activities, Sunday services, Sunday evening services, um, what they call open-air services, uh, youth work, a lot of visitation to the hospitals and schools and and to the community and, had, you know, various activities 
like other churches that held in in those days. So back in those days, there was it was a lot of outreach. Uh, were there a lot of people in the Warabinda community who were coming to Christ and being discipled under the work of the Kleinschmitz? Yes, I, I, I would say that because on those communities, uh, by government policies, many of the Aboriginal people weren't allowed outside of those communities, and so you already had an audience there. And even today, even though a lot of people might criticise that. We still have a desire for church and Christian activities. Um, but unfortunately, you know, we're not recognised for that. But the Kleinsmith did a wonderful work and some wonderful Aboriginal families not only came to the Lord but came to respect and love the Kleinsmith family. And Auntie Jean, I might just say too here, just acknowledging your role because Auntie Jean Phillips... Uh, Aborigines Inland Mission in Queensland and one of our great Aboriginal Christian leaders in your own right these days and uh, you've been educating Australian Christians for many decades on the history of this land and how that uh, now in Australia uh, you're right there in the middle of those sorts of conversations. Uh, Auntie Jean, some of that uh, has rubbed off from Harold Kleinschmidt onto you in the way that you relate uh, to people who are non-Indigenous Australians? Well, I don't work with the AIM now, but I still acknowledge them for what they've done. But, <clears throat> yes, well, that's what I've created my own kinds of, of ministry because I feel that most Christians haven't got a clue about Aboriginal people. They don't know their history like the rest of Australia. Unless we, dealt with, unless we deal with that history, there'll never be reconciliation in, in this country because their history, Australia's history, is our history. Our history is their history. And we've never dealt with that history. And that history can only be acknowledged and dealt with is at the cross. And that's what the Kleinsmiths and other missionaries like them. The Reverend Edgerton Long, who passed away last year, he was died a month before he was 100. Prior to that, there's a, a couple, a, a Mrs. Bowen, and it was about two years ago she passed away. She and her husband worked with their four children in the AIM too, and she was 102 when she passed away. And someone said to me the other day, See, God, God has blessed these people with a long life. And I want to say that the AIM was a faith mission. And even today, I mean, not many missionaries like them have ever been supported financially. And that's another thing that the Australian church has got to face up to, even with Aboriginal ministries today, that they've failed to support missions like the AIM. And, but these people have been so faithful over the years. And I also want to acknowledge their children. I want to acknowledge Mark today and his brother and sister like we did at the Long's funeral last year, I did in Sydney. Uh, we want to acknowledge the children of these pastors, and not only the white pastors, excuse me, using it, but some of the Aboriginal pastors, in a way that they've worked, and their children have to sacrifice. And so one of my challenges to the Christians in this nation today, that they've got to rise and look at the history, because... They've benefited what's happened to Aboriginal people. Their churches are built on Aboriginal land, 
And most of them haven't got a clue about Aboriginal issues and about our history. Let's come back to Mark, something of a real acknowledgement there of wonderful work that your father has done. And let me ask you about what your father, Harold Kleinschmidt, did when he came back from his serving in Warrabinda because he went to Brisbane and began to pastor a church in Brisbane. Oh, uh, yeah, that was many years later. So Dad was... Um seven or eight years at Warabinda. Then they were at Moree for in New South Wales for maybe six or seven years. And that's when I sort of came onto the scene around that sort of time. So I was never at Warabinda as such myself. I wasn't born. Um, then after Moree, they were at Townsville for six or seven years. And Townsville included Palm Island. Dad would regularly visit Palm Island. And, and then uh, in 1970, they moved to Brisbane um, at out to Anala to establish the AIM, but the work there. But let me just pay tribute to Arnie Jean Phillips because um, she had been working in Brisbane well before, well long before Dad got down here. And so when 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 they moved down and were at Anala, Arnie Jean, one of her ministries was with um, a, a girls' hostel that and it was right next door to the Joyful News Mission Church in the valley. There, her and um, Josephine Clancy, they. They had this um, hostel that they were uh, Aboriginal girls coming down from Sherberg if they were working or, or Wurrabinda or Palm, and they were coming down and were looking for a place to stay or whatever. So they were doing that, and they'd been doing that in Brisbane as well as visiting the hospitals and the jails. So when Dad moved down out to Anala, Arnie Jean used to go out there and take him round to visit all the families that she knew from Sherberg and Wurrabinda and those sort of places, and... And so it, it made it real easy for Dad to get started because Auntie Jean was there introducing him to all these, all these families. And we just had a funeral the other week, Auntie Lorna Bond, and she was in her 80s. But Auntie Jean introduced Dad to them in the real early days when we got to Anala. We met the Bond family. And Auntie Jean taught Dad, I would say, more than more than what... She would have learned of Dad. Dad learned from Auntie Jean, you know. What a wonderful bond we're talking about here, Auntie Jean. And as we celebrate 100 years of Harold Kleinschmidt, well, Auntie Jean, I think we ought to have a longer conversation on another day. And I want to thank you and I want to thank Mark Kleinschmidt for your reflections on the 100th birthday of Harold Kleinschmidt. As we remember his life, these days Harold lives at the Carinity Brookfield Aged Care Community in Brisbane. And uh, certainly as we celebrate someone who has served the Lord with his whole heart and working with Aboriginal Australians, uh, just wonderful to hear a story and hear reflections on his 100 years. Mark and Auntie Jean, thank you so much for joining us today on 2020. Thank Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.